Hello and welcome to another edition of the Copcat Podcast, where um, we're going to come to you after Spurs, after Jose reverts to type, Liverpool win 1-0, Jose makes all of his excuses and everything's, everything's, he's happy with everything really in his wee world and, and we're happy with everything in ours, so I suppose everything's happy um, with that concern. And to talk about how everybody's happy with me, um, We've got a packed panel tonight, Dave, out in Brazil. Dave, how you doing? Not too bad, Dave. Hanging together. Um, just to say, I'm getting a bit boring watching this team, isn't it? Does this just win too much? Like, no, I used to say that about that. Yeah, used to say that about that. They used to say that about that Barcelona team under Pep, and now they've just <laughs> they're, they're Barcelona just sacked their manager, being top of the league. So I don't know. Uh, it's a dilemma. I hope continues for many a year, Dave. Yes, well, indeed, indeed, winning. <laughs> absolutely, and. Um, out in the Netherlands, I have Beryl Akis. Beryl, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. I'm still not bored. No, no me neither. Me neither. Um, I, I could, I'm, the only thing I'm bored of is when they're not playing. Um, so, yeah, um, all good. And finally, out in Berlin, Neil Patterson, Chief. How are you, mate? Yeah, positively thrilled. Yeah, um, certainly not, not bored at all. <laughs> Yeah, doing really well. Happy to see uh, another win, and uh, we'll chat a chat away about it. But yeah, it's I, I know what Dave Karen's touching on there. If, if not boring, it's it's become, we're becoming used to it, aren't we? A little bit so routine. That's it. That's it. Although this was you've, you've absolutely no expectations of losing at the moment. And they leave even going to Tottenham. There is no expectation of losing. Well, that's it. Well, I mean, we'll get into it. I mean, it was a little more awkward than it, it possibly well than it definitely should have been but uh, at no point I don't think uh, uh, did any of us think we wouldn't get three points so uh, yeah but what about yourself Dave Dunn are you? I'm good thanks I'm I'm good I, um, I'm happy um, I'm content <laughs> I'm, I've got two brothers who support Spurs so yeah so um, yeah, my, 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 my your house is happier than the royal family for fuck's sake. Oh, it's fantastic! <laughs> to be fair to my brother, the um, the, the more reasonable one, he texted me at halftime and he just went, "We're horrendous." So, so on on Spurs being horrendous, particularly in the first half, Chief. Um, you know, Jose, Jose, Jose does Jose. He he plays two right backs. <laughs> he fucking does. He's unbelievable. He's unbelievable, Jeff. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. He plays two right backs. He literally lets us have the ball. He waits for mistakes, which, to be to be fair to him, we we make probably more mistakes in that game than, than we've made all season. But we managed to get away with it, and it gives him the opportunity to lament the loss of Harry Kane and, and justify the decisions or the, the statements that he made during the week that he has no centre forward, even though some clearly can't score loads of goals. Um, and inevitably missed a really presentable opportunity. I wonder if that affected. I wonder if Jose got inside his head. Um, who knows? But you know, we start really brightly. Um, we we toil then probably for maybe twenty minutes, and then we start to, to get the grips with 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 breaking them down, and um, and we score the goal, and we make a few other presentable chances. Great goal from Firmino. And then we just—it looked to me like the plan was just to, just to just keep the ball and like just keep it, just pass it around basically, and not allow any breakdown. And it kind of worked up to a point, but again we were almost architects of our own downfall. But 
as we were talking about there, you just get the feeling that even if Spurs score, we're 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 still going to win. Hundred percent. At no point. Listen, unless unless they score in the ninety. I mean, how many minutes of injury time were there? Three minutes. So unless they score in the ninety-third minute, uh, and maybe the referee only adds on thirty seconds for the goal, so you've literally maybe got sixty seconds to score. Potentially, we may have drawn that. Could have drawn that game, but you know that that it, it, it was a funny game because Jose did exactly or Jose did exactly what he does. I mean, if you wanted to write a fucking uh, an instruction manual, <laughs> the Jose Mourinho, Mourinho instruction manual for for playing Liverpool, that is it. You know, pick as you said, pick a pick an extra player to to duplicate a job that's already being done. Then, uh, obviously, in defence, of course. Then stick eleven men behind the ball. Do not touch the ball or touch the ball as little as possible, surrender possession at, at all costs, and hope and pray and beg and hang around for a mistake or for them to get sloppy. And, you know, that's kind of what happened. We, we, we um, I've heard it said on, uh, I think it was on the rap, that uh, the line between kind of complacency and uh, our, our arrogance and, and confidence was, was, was becoming a bit too blurred. And maybe there was a, a little touch of that, I think I think the big thing was that it was it was too easy. It was literally too easy for this Liverpool. They almost bored us in. They, they did. Bored they us bored, in mistakes. bored them into mistakes. This Liverpool team has has operated and does operate at such a high level and fights for for everything. But it, in that game, we had we chances were coming. We were missing them, and you could see the players not. You can see the players almost know we'll get another chance in a minute. We'll get another chance in a minute. We'll get another chance in a minute. Because we just, we had, I think in the first half, we had 70, was it 79%, 78% possession? And in the second half, 68, something like that. Uh, it was absolutely insane. So we got sloppy. We didn't finish our, we weren't clinical enough. We should have been ahead inside 30 seconds again, or a minute or whatever it was. Firmino should score. They're, well, they're, he's not good in the first 30 seconds. It's been quite a couple of times in the last month. He's had massive opportunities very early in the game and failed to take them. Dude. Absolutely. You're thinking of the one in the World Club Championship um, as well. But we, we, we as, a, as a side, have had those very early chances in, in, in the last, well, the last months. And only a couple of times have we actually taken them. We, we've regularly missed very, very good chances in, in the very early stages of games. And if we score, yeah, I think we talked, a- talked after Sheffield United after the early goal that we were due one of those and it had yeah. been coming. And yeah. it's a pattern that's starting to emerge. 100%. And it's been there for a while now. I mean, it's, it's, it's weeks. It's, 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 pa- it's 10 games. I would say if you, you go back and what we'll, we'll, we'll have had a, a guilt edge chance to go 1-0 inside three minutes. Sure, in the um, in the wasn't it in the what game was it where we should have been two 0 up inside? Who was it? We were Leicester, the Leicester game. We should have been two 0 up inside three minutes, and we still win the game four 0 Like you know, so and I think if we score, 
After 30 seconds, I think we run away with that game because I think that's Mourinho's game plan all out the, all out the window. They managed to stick in and get a foothold in the game and we, we score, but it's not that early. I mean, when is it we score? It's half an hour or so. 37 minutes, I think. 37. So it's just, really, it's just it's, it's in that phase where it's 10 minutes before half time. So not just before half time, but, you know. It's that, out- it's that period of the first half where we find we generally score goals <laughs> the last 15 minutes. Yeah. I mean, so if, if that's if we're not scoring early. Yeah. Either we're scoring in 10 minutes or it, it, it comes a little later. But it's that one where they, they've basically gotten through most of the half. It goes 1-0. So we're happy enough to get to halftime 1-0. We don't really step it up. Then second second half kicks in. They have a little bit of a go at us for five minutes and then settle back into their pattern. But the longer it stays at 0-0, the more they have, the more Mourinho is happy, of course. Or 1-0, sorry. The happier Mourinho is. And, you know, in the end, whether it's whether it's a bit of tiredness, whether it's lack of concentration, or whether it's just one of those things, uh, Spurs being a good side and, and bound to have a you know a spell in the game, and it just so happened to be the end of the game. They they have a couple of chances, but they've got two real chances, don't they? They've got the Sun one and they've got the Le Celso one. For me, the Sun one. There's two factors involved. One. <coughs> Well, in fact, probably three. One, the ball is a little bit behind him. So he's reaching for it a bit and waiting for it almost. Two, <clears throat> he knows Allison's in there. He knows he's going to have to take it first time and he knows Allison is the best keeper in the world and he's going to have to put it right in the corner. And three, Trent makes an amazing sort of last ditch lunge and slide and I think puts him off because he comes from nowhere. He comes from out of shot almost to get a touch on it. So he skies it. You can see why. I mean, when it's coming to his foot, you sort of you're shitting yourself a bit. But uh, then it goes. Then he blazes it. The La Celso one. I don't know how he hasn't scored there, but you know, it's just one of them that obviously is harder than it looks. I suppose. Um, Allison thinks it's going in. He, he collapses on his ass, and then he's like, "Fuck!" It's it's one of them, and I think all of us thought it was going in. You know, uh, but it doesn't, and you know. Mourinho can can say can point to that and can point to Harry Kane being injured and, and whatever. At the end of the day, if Liverpool take their chances, they win that game eight one, maybe eight two. You know, it it it's not even close. Um, so Spurs offered very very little. Um, Liverpool should have been out of sight. It was a little too easy. Um, we had too much of the ball. There was a lack of. Um, that 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 made for a lack of clinical finishing in the end, and I suppose you could say tad fortunate to not concede. Although, like I say, I think if Sun scores with ten minutes to go, um, Liverpool win two one or three one. I don't think that's a, that's an issue. We've seen it before. I think we would have just found another gear. Um, I think we were toying with them essentially. And you're right, we do decide to been going on a bit so I'll round it up but we do decide to basically we try to score another one until about the 65th or the 70th and then we're like oh, sure one nil will do we'll just it's just Spurs we'll just see this out and uh, it it almost kind of cost us uh, a little bit of panic at the end but you know it was the right result as Dave says it's it's not boring but it's, it's becoming routine to watch the Reds win and it's a wonderful routine to be in yeah routine 
you know, it, it really is the key word here, Beryl, and it's it's another game, it's another it's another win, it's another clean sheet. And you know, yeah, that we, we were slack at the back and they probably did, you know, bore us into complacency, I would argue. The other the other side of the coin you can look at is we've talked about this before on this podcast that we're much better when we play lots of games consecutively. Um, and I think Klopp kind of mentioned that, you know, with, with rest, you sacrifice rhythm, I think was what he said. And do you, you know, do you subscribe to the fact that when we haven't played, when we haven't played a batch of games together close, like two a week, um, we aren't quite at the same level, even though those players might have the the extra rest in their legs. And was that a factor here? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, it um, it, it crossed my mind actually uh, because the the mistakes we were making were mistakes that looked a bit like rustiness, and uh, and we we were in this cadence, in this rhythm of of two games a week, and and. Uh, and you know it 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 it's it cost us uh, in terms of of a few injuries etc but but you know you, uh, the, the rhythm was there our, our best games were i think the games against sheffield and the game against leicester uh, both of, of of whom were in um both of which were were in in in, in such a cadence in in uh, in, a, in a very very uh, a busy schedule of games. So yeah, I think uh, I think this is this is something that r- might really be the case. Um, it, it it sure looked like we were a bit rusty. Yeah, and then you know, there's there's the case there of when Aaron Lallana comes on, Beryl, he looks he looks the sharpest player on the pitch. You know, he's 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 everywhere, um, and he's excellent and. You know that that maybe just adds a little bit more with the fact that he probably has played more football than most of those other players there. Um, and he came on and he does this thing. I think that he really helps you see a game out because you know his his presence excellent. He's high energy, high octane, but he also gives you that option to be able to you know retain the ball high up the pitch. Lovely footballer. Dave. He's a lovely footballer. Lovely footballer. Well, well, he was a lovely footballer at uh, at this game. You know, uh, he was. Uh, you know, when he came on, um, I, I, you know, we we didn't have many alternatives. So there was no Milner, no no Keita. So uh, we didn't have any alternatives. Uh, so he, he needed to come on if we were if he decided to to take off uh, one of our midfielders. But I think he did really well. He he kept the ball. He pressed, and uh, I I especially loved. What he did, uh, I think, in the last seconds of the of the game, uh, I believe Shakiri or Trent played him the ball, um, and uh, he controlled it wonderfully and kept it with him. And 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 um, oh. I think he got a foul or or a, or a throw in or something like that. But you know, just uh, disheartening them and uh, showing them that uh, there w- there was no chance they were going to score the equalizer. He, he did really well. So you know the only problem with Lalana is um, you know you, if if he gets in in into form it he he usually breaks down so you know I, I I'm not getting my hopes up but he is doing really well and and 
at this point, this, this, this is important because we were lacking uh, numbers on the midfield. So, yeah, he, he, he did lovely. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's turned into a really good 30-minute player for us. Um, you know, and, and I've always thought that he's got, he's got all the attributes to help you close a game out. Um, and it, it's... Klopp's kind of got into this, I think, this, this habit of if he can at all, um, he'll have one of Milner or Henderson starting um, and one of them to come off the bench the last last 20-30 minutes and, and Lallana's kind of fallen into that bracket as well so anyway Dave we've come off the pitch we've got a, a good win probably not our best performance probably the game you would say where there were most individual errors um, you could account for and let's say we're probably a little bit profligate in front of goal as well. Um, but we win. We come away with three points. We're, it's one of our hardest games left. But what you see is, you see Jordan Henderson coming off and saying to the manager that um, that wasn't good enough, that shite, I believe. And then when when he goes to, to give Firmino a hug, he's, he stated that Firmino said to him that he's sorry that he should have scored more goals. And This... This team isn't just. This team isn't just. It's a funny one, particularly when you're. Particularly when we've just come from a win against a Jose Mourinho side, and, and Jose's all about the result, all about the result. But it shows that if you don't get the result, there's not a whole lot left after that. Whereas this team, they're as much about the process and as much about performance levels than they are about the result. Absolutely, because obviously form. Rules, Dave, and you know you've touched on it. And I think Neil touched on it. You know we're we're better with those games every three days. Um, keep that momentum going and whatnot. But there was a, you know, it was mentioned. I think it was either Neil or Beryl or yourself mentioned it about. You know, we just passed it around the back, and there was absolutely no pressure on our back four whenever they're passing. You know, standing basically on on just in their own half, passing the ball, and that was a theme of the whole game. And you, you know, you, you you cite Henderson coming off and saying that shite. They, they these boys want a team to come onto them, and and Tottenham are just not doing that. And I know it's it's Mourinho, I know it's what you're going to get and and whatnot. But I think that that as well is a source of frustration as well. Um, you know, like Bobby Firmino, we touched on it. He, he missed a sitter basically, but then what he scores and 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 the, the little sort of the little dummy that he sold the, the defender and then just placed it in the corner like. Uh, but I mean, he's, but he's on. He's, he's even unlucky with the only misses. Like the fella clears it off the line. And I thought it mean? wasn't followed it up as well. There was about two or three saves like, in there. Ch- the well, Ch- Chamberlain, Chamberlain gets the re- he, he, he gets it and brilliant touch and control that he manages to find Chamberlain who who p- tries to pass it into the corner. It hits the post, bounces off the post, hits the fella who's just cleared off the line, and the keeper can just pick it up. And you don't know how it hasn't gone in. Yeah, well, it's, it's unlucky, but we should we should absolutely score there. I mean, Bobby's yeah. Bobby's initial shot is is cleared well by that by that extra defender, of course. Who uh, of, of course who wouldn't be there except he's exactly kind of right and back on centre half. And that, and that for for Mourinho in the first minute that happening that he's sitting there on the bench going, "Thank God that I knew." That's I pure right. vindication for his decision. Pure vindication. But when it comes back, we should score because there's. Four of us there in front of the net. There's Mane and Salah queuing. There's Firmino who it comes to and he takes a touch and whatever. 
there's uh, there's uh, Chamberlain hits the shot. Chamberlain who hits the shot. How we haven't scored there is um, is just unbelievable. It's really unlucky, of course, but we, we really should should go one 0 like. But, but that is we, that we, is the point here, though, Dave. You know, it's unlucky. And but hang on, you're you're missing a point here. When you consider the personnel that uh, Mourinho put out, they did their job exceptionally well for the majority of the game. They achieved what they set out to do, and you know I've seen a couple of pundits sort of suggest that. Mourinho won't be too unhappy because these players have shown him that they can park up. It's an awful thing to say, you know. Let's call it a low block, park a bus. Um, you know, the, the, a lot of these players wouldn't be accustomed at Tottenham to doing that and were able to adapt to it. And, and you know, there should be a little bit of credit maybe given to Tottenham for, for how they did adapt to us, but they offered very, very little until the last 10, 15 minutes. And they didn't put any kind of pressure on us until we had, you know, we were halfway into their half. Basically, it was before before the press came near us, and that that at times I think for a, for a, a high octane team like ourselves, that can take the, the 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 charge out of us, and especially after not playing for a week nearly, uh, you know, we had a, coming off a bit of a break, you know, we couldn't get into that gallop and just consume them basically because, in my opinion, they played well. They- <laughs> They played. They played well um, at that particular I, game, Dave. I'm not saying it's it's, it's a style of football I appreciate it, but what they set out to do what, yeah, and what, what they achieved, they did they, it well. Yeah, they they carried out the manager's instructions fairly competently. You would say that's totally fair. Absolutely, totally fair. Uh, that's what they were set out to do. And as I say, there's qu- quite a number. Like Christian Eriksen, for I, I don't know what position he was playing. He seemed to be sort of a, a quasi left back. I, I don't. Don't know, but but you basically lost everything good that the player could possibly bring to the, to, to the game. Well, that's it. I mean, well, I they, think he was supposed to be doing what Aurier was doing on the other side. Yeah, Aurier well, didn't know a, what he was doing, so that's not a that's not a great. They were doubling up on our fullbacks. They were doubling up in wide areas. That's what that's what the the two right backs were all about. That's why Danny Rose is supposedly playing in midfield. You know what I mean? He's got he's got Danny Rose on. He's got Aurier on. He's got three centre backs on. He's got Ericsson playing left left back, left wing back. I mean, but but Aurier was the one he decided to let go. He was the one that could go. Well, I don't um, know about that. I think I, I think both. I think Aurier did a better job of what he was asked to do than Ericsson did, which is why you found that Trent got no space to get forward simply because Ericsson was just occupying that space. But but. As opposed to Manny on the other side, who was kept fairly quiet, Salah was very, very involved because he was being left one-on-one with the fullback more so than Manny was. Yeah, again, that that's fair. And and again, you know, Salah had one of those games, you know, he had absolutely no complaint about it. But, you know, he, he drifts in and out at the moment. And, and I don't think Mo Salah's in top gear at the minute. He's maybe in fourth gear. He's got another gear to go. I think it's going um, to no. I think I think we're going to see Salah peak. This is the point the I'm going to make. This is the point I wanted to make, Neil. I think that this is, you, you know, you're looking at the end of this month. Is where Salah becomes Salah again. You know, and and, and we, we talked at the death in this pod about you know building your season and building for for the right time of the season to peak and whatnot. And I think what we're looking at is maybe a February peaking for. Uh, and I very much hope. That I'm, that I'm writing that for, for Salah, you know, he's nearly there, 
I would say he's in fourth gear. He still does wonderful things. He's still a, a massive threat, but he's not just the most Salah we know. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, I said that at the weekend during the game. I was like, you know, there's some, and afterwards, there's just something not missing, but yeah, something. So the, the, he's just not in 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 full. Here's here's one for you, Chief. In full I don't think it's, I don't think his season's massively different from last year. It's. It, it's a little bit different in the sense that he really hit form in December last year, and he I think he scored in in every game in December, and we won them all. Um, and he's shown flashes this season. I, I, you know, we were talking about rhythm, and we we're talking about uh, rest, and play, uh, did we look as sharp and so on? I actually thought Salah looked quite sharp, and I I, I thought so too. I thought he was involved in everything. Yeah, and I actually think that he. I know what Dave means, though, in in the sense that he's 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 not just taking. There, there was a couple. There was one where he takes it, where he gets played through, and he looks at the linesman for so long to make sure that the flag isn't going to go up. That by the time he he's looked up, he's been caught up almost, and it's like you were in there. He was in, and you know the movement's great, the touch is great, everything else about it is great. And it's the standards we've set, Chief. It's the standards that that team set and the standards that he set. set. I mean, and I'm, he set for himself, exactly. And, and he's so, in fourth gear. This, yeah. is the original, this, is, this is the original point that I was making. It's, it's that these players have set a standard for themselves. And yeah, regardless of how many wins they get under their belt, unless they are achieving and hitting their own standards within any individual game, they're not happy, Absolutely. regardless of the result. And that, for me, is why we keep on winning game after game after game after game. Well, that's it, because the goal isn't, as you were alluding to, the goal isn't the result. The goal is the process and to keep repeating the process and to perfect the process, essentially. Well, and That's it. The goal to me seems as, though the, seems as though the MO is to go out and play the perfect game of football every week. Yeah. Better yourself, better the game, better, you know, raise your stats, raise your level all the time. Keep constantly. And, and especially this time of year, Chief, as well. This is the time that we look to, you know, you're getting to the sharp end. You're coming into the last 16. Of, but with of these the guys, Dave, it's serious. every game. It's every game uh, regardless. Even, but, but, even but, look, but there's a momentum. Dave, even, even look at that FA Cup tie. That goes right the way through every player in the squad. It's about going out and playing the perfect game. That is the belief, and that is the that's the direction that these players have been given. All of them. Yeah, but the, but they're also being managed in such a way to peak at a certain time with the rigors and and the, the requirements of a season basically on them. Um, and and that's the point I'm making. Um, you know, I, I I have no complaints about Salah. I'm just saying, in in, in the standards that he set, uh, and he just doesn't look in tip top. Form. Well, and it's like if you if you watch, I'm sure you you, you all have probably seen it. The the hundred goals of the of the decade the, the, on the LFC TV, and the goals. My God, the goals. The the way Salah was playing in that in that yeah. first season, the way he played. The you know, there's no spectaculars anymore, Naylor. It doesn't feel you know. The, yeah. you, you talk about the signature Mo Salah. Well, I haven't seen it in a while. I haven't seen it in a while. There is something missing. There. What I tell you, what's missing. No, at, at the moment with Salah, when he when he when he gets in, or when he's when he's got a foot race to get in, you you don't actually back him to get in and get a shot off. 
half the time it doesn't it, it doesn't happen. Some somehow the defender catches up or And in that first season it was happening every yeah, time. In that first season he was getting away, cutting inside, burying it. Or getting away. But, but to be fair to him, in that first season we didn't know he could do this. And uh, uh I and and last season they they were saying that he was a one season wonder and he turned out to be a two season wonder and uh, yeah he, he is uh, i thought he played well but you know uh, bar uh, the the end result he, he the, the outcome is goals and and assists but i think he was a tad bit unlucky uh, i think he played well and and i agree that he's probably um approaching his 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 peak again there's a there's a consideration we have to make here that in that we talk about the evolution of this team a lot and how we differ so much from that team of of two or three years ago. That's true. Yeah. And Salah Salah yeah. came into a side where we were predominantly a counter attacking team, and that lends itself to every physical attribute that Salah has: his pace, his ability to run in behind, his finishing. You know, now we are possession based more so possession based and not necessarily because that is that is what we've des- decided to be that's what we have to be because teams will not get into will not get into uh, a a basketball ball. game with us you know yeah. they'll let us have the ball rather than rather than risk getting it taken off them at the other end of the pitch the majority of the time so he's now operating in in the final third of the pitch with the ball rather than sprinting into the final third of the pitch and there's far less space for him and it's a completely different game that he's playing now so we we have to consider the the adaptation that he has had to make to his game to continue to to score goals and create goals like is is touching past for me is is touching past for me those goals absolutely outstanding yeah he he has a brilliant game it's just that that I mean, you're absolutely right in what you're saying. You know, you're absolutely right. It's a change of style. It's a change of, of we've we've completely adapt uh, changed adapted our style, and, and he's had to adapt. And it's a totally different game. There's one goal that stands out this season, Chief, for me. That is what we would call typical Salah, and it's his goal against Arsenal, where he turns Louise on the halfway line out on the right hand right. side, destroys he, him. D- destroy someone else for pace then I can't remember who it is gets right across him and just slots it right Definitely, in the bottom corner yeah, finish yeah but and, Dave and to be fair as well there's a lot of defenders these days taking the yellow card rather than letting them go are, that's true as well but, but the point there is Dave is that's one of the very very few opportunities where he's had half a pitch to run into is he ever uh, I and, mean and when he does he gets he gets hacked down do you, and, and we've do seen you think do you think it's going to flip do you remember when uh, on on getting hacked down and defenders taking cars and whatever? The fact is, half the time, he, 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 well, he gets fuck all basically. I mean, he should be getting ten free kicks a game, and he's he gets very very few. He gets very very few fouls given against him. He doesn't go down because he stays in his feet. He yeah, stays in his feet. He doesn't go down enough, and it's 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 really it kind of pisses me off a bit these days actually. It's, that's it's his hunger to score easy. goals. He wants to stay on his feet to get that shot off, and there's nothing else in his mind or to assist. Well, there is that. There's a little bit of that, but there's also a little bit of the thing of well, I've been criticised for going down in the past, so I'm going to show them that I don't go down. But you know, there's a little bit of cutting your nose off to spite your face 
one or one or two times, or or just protesting a little bit too much from time to time. Uh, I know. I think, he, I think he's a lot more complex a character than than we than, than we see. You know what I mean? And also, you've got to factor in as well, Neil. Somewhere in this, the rise of Sadio Mane, because he has come on leaps and bounds since Salah has come, and and at this moment in time, I, I think. M- Manny is the better player, and by a wafer, you know it's not. This is no slight against Mosala whatsoever. I love the guy, but at this I don't think I, it's that close. Do you not? Talk no, no, I think I no. I'd say I'd say they're they're pretty much neck and neck. To to be honest, with me, Manny's in a better a better vein of form at the moment, and he's been he's he's he just got steadily better and better. There's no doubt. Salah arrived and and blitzed. That season, and you're right. I mean, there's a lot of what Burrow was saying as well. We didn't know he was going to do that. Defenders didn't know he was going to do that. So now, and what you say, Dave, we play a different game now. And, you know, you add in the fact that defenders know what he's going to do a little bit more now. But, but yeah, you know, there's very little between them. You're just, you're just waiting for Salah to kind of click because the stuff that he could do was. I mean the goal against. I think it was the second season, uh, wasn't it? The goal against Spurs, where it ends two two, but it should be two one. But they get that fucking penalty because Lamella dies. No, that was the f- that was the first season. Oh, was that the first season as well? But even I mean that that's just absolutely sensational. You don't lose. You don't really lose the ability to do that. Like I mean, he he has all that. He has all that in his locker. But he's well, he's defended differently as well now, Neil. You know, defenders are, are wise to him. And, yeah, and, and like we saw, he, he faces two or three most of the time, constantly. especially when he's playing. Yeah. And, and it's all grabbing. It's all grabbing and grappling and holding the shirt and, and defenders desperate not to let him go and, and him not getting that much. But what it was coming coming to was, do you think it's going to flip at some point? Do you remember, <clears throat> do you remember Suarez couldn't get a decision for years? Where, like, where, where players are just going to get kicked off the park. They're going to have to get booted up there to get a penalty. Yeah. Do you think there's gonna? But do you think there's just? Do you remember it flipped? Remember in thirteen fourteen? But but, but Suarez, had, Suarez had that nasty edge to him that people dislike. Mo Salah is the complete polar think, opposite. What I'm I saying think is, with, I think it, I think it may referees have just decided to to give referees just decided to give Suarez the things that were happening were the same. But the narrative around Liverpool had changed. The narrative around Suarez had changed, and we we started getting pens, and we got penalty after penalty after penalty. They started calling us penalty pool. We went from being a club that sang about having a party if Suarez would ever get a penalty to being called penalty pool within within one season. Right? It just happened. Is it going to happen again? Are referees going to start giving Mo what he deserves? Or I think. I think VAR will will probably dictate that. Well, I I I would love to agree with you, but VAR is, I mean, the way VAR is being implemented by our wankbot referees is absolutely farcical. So I wouldn't rely on it to do anything that we feel is just or fair or within the spirit of the game because it's being used to do the exact opposite at the moment. Like, but, no, but what I mean is, I think what it might give you as perverse. As it might be, it might give you some perverse kind of consistency. So, what do you mean? Like, I mean, it's fairly consistent at the moment in that he doesn't get anything. He, his shirt's getting grappled off in most games, and he's getting very, very, very little. But is it? Yeah, I, I think the. I, I don't know. I think the issue with VAR is that if you start giving those, you're giving all of them. 
because VAR. Do you know what I mean? There's no excuse then, not to give it anymore. But then we're down to millimeters as well, Dave, in these decisions. Well, if that's no, the no, case, no, it's got to it. it's got to go it. that way. It's got to it. be and that's you know, consistent. I get it, and do you know what? I'm not I'm not getting I'm not going to get into the VAR debate because yeah, we yeah, talk why. But, but it, yeah, because it's just it yeah, has the capacity completely destroy football. Yeah, it's destroyed a lot of podcasts I've listened to in the last sort of six right, months. Well, let's not well. let it destroy yeah, so this one. Point, yeah, but I, I get your point, see, for we're, me, and sometimes it only takes one to get given. Sometimes it only, it, takes, it only takes one referee to give one for other referees to go, oh, actually, it is all right to give that. Exactly, and that seemed to be what happened in 13-14. One of them gave it, and... Then the next week we got it. And the, well, I think Clattenburg started to give us pens, you know, and then we started to get pens. And it was, it was because, remember, I mean, we don't really want to go very deep in it, but there were games where Swires was literally getting booted in the air in the box or one where he got rugby tackled by an orange defender. And they, and they didn't give a penalty. Like it's like I remember going absolutely ballistic. I mean, we won the game anyway. Suarez, he still that. scored from the halfway line. <laughs> I think the thing. I think the thing with Suarez was at the time, and it's it's it is fair that if he fell over, there was a fair chance that you could assume that he was cheating, and you'd be right. And you know, it's. It's the reputation, and it's it's a bizarre thing to talk about reputation in football. Oh, he has a reputation for that, but he actually did have a reputation for that, and it was justified. So that did not help. And his that cause. was a, a lesser, a lesser <laughs> bad trait of his. As I mean, he went, lesser down, bad he went down easily, but for me, he, the worst diver in the Premier League, actual diver, was always Gareth Bale. Yeah, but the thing, the, the thing is, though, and, and this is the kind of reverse of it. Sometimes defenders, though, it's Suarez. I know the ref isn't going to give a penalty. Yeah, just didn't realize we left the reservation here, lads. Like <laughs> the gates are fucking open. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah you know, and, and defenders are defenders. Footballers aren't stupid when it comes to those sorts of things. They'll think he's not going to give a penalty against Suarez. But that is true. If, but, but if but it's the, Harry Kane, I know not to do that. But if it's we Suarez, can tie it back in though, because it's a bit like that now with Salah. It's a bit like defenders are are going. I, it's okay. I can hold his shirt. They they won't yeah. give it. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what I'm wondering. Will that change? Will 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 Michael Oliver give the next one a go? I don't care if he went down or not. That's a penalty. I'm giving that. I think the glorious thing now is, Chief, it doesn't matter if it does. And it doesn't no. matter if it doesn't. Because we're going to win every fucking game anyway. anyway. You know? So, moving along then. Um, they're all... <laughs> It's we, thought, we really did just get fucking launched into whatever there. I can't even tell you what we're talking about now. Um, I think there was a bit of Salah and a bit of R. I said Salah was in fourth gear and we ended up with Luis Suarez. Like uh, I don't know, I don't know why we did that. Um, um, anyway, yeah, Beryl, um It's it's uh, it's another one. We're, we're like we're we are absolutely flying, and like I say, it it seems it seems like no one no one can beat us. Ever, but it is it's one of those few games left and City must have been looking at that game as one of the one of the few that we could drop points in and we went we won another one bites the dust and United is another one that they might be looking at going it's a derby we know what they did to us at the area there's there's a chance that they could they could get something there but you know, you know, uh, feed my confidence here. They're shite, aren't they? 
They're absolutely shite. And I, I, they are due a, a, a real, real twetting. And I, I'm, 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 I'm really hoping it's, it's going to be this one. It, it, if you saw their game against Man City, it was, it, it was, it was awful. <laughs> it was, it was ludicrous. Uh, it was fun. And, uh, you know, I, I was, uh, you know, I will never cheer Man City, of course, but it was fun watching them destroy Man United and Man United being this shite. It was absolutely horrible. And then uh, Solskjaer uh, had the, um, I don't know what to call it, but he, he had the the luminous idea to to, to claim that... Audacity is uh, the word you're looking for. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't. Because <laughs> it, it isn't audacious. It, it's, it's Stupidity, it's, I would it's say. Extremely stupid thing to say that, um, that Man City... Um, Clearly, uh, um, were taking them seriously by by playing their their best team. For one, they weren't their, they weren't playing their best team. There was no Aguero um, or Jesus. No, and uh, and, uh, and he put, he deemed it he deemed it appropriate to put Bravo in nets as well. Yeah, but, and at uh, this stage, I, United need Jesus. It's about all they've got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even Jesus can't save them, I think. But uh, yeah, it it was they were awful and. Um, so and 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 we owed them. We haven't beaten them thoroughly for a while now, and uh, they took point of points of us, and 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 that's and that's uh, what I would call audacity. They had the audacity to take points of us. Um, uh, it was a lovely footballer that equalized at uh, that game. But I think we, if we uh, again get uh, get an early chance, and and we usually get them, and and we. Uh, we convert that early chance, then I think we could we could witness witness uh, um, a remarkable uh, game. And you know, these players also know that we want them uh, to win against Man United, and we want them to win, you know, thoroughly, to beat them thoroughly. So yeah, I, I'm 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 I, I'm I was nervous uh, for the game. Against Spurs, I was very nervous in the last ten minutes, um, but I'm not not nervous at all for the game against Man United. I think uh, they are due a, a real, real, uh, real. You know, I, I said the word before, and I'm saying it again. They're due a real twetting, and and I hope we will give it to them. Yeah, I can I can get on board with that description, Beryl. Um, I absolutely can. Um, that was great. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. Dave, this is like of all the times, of all the times that we have played Man United over the years. Perol's right. This is the. This has got to be the one where we just fucking hammer them, isn't it? Because there's never, there's never been a more there's never been a bigger gap between the capability of the two sides. And even when they were shit when Mourinho was there, you always knew Mourinho was going to do Mourinho. And you always knew you were never going to go and win three or four nil. It's never going to happen. But like, this side are really, really pish. Oh, they are. And, and the beauty of it is they're coming, in, coming to us off the back of a, a resounding four nil win, which I watched at the weekend there. 100% um, Dave I loved it I loved every goal that went in I was screaming for a fifth even yeah you know what I mean and, and 
but they're they're no great shakes. You know what I mean? Like they've got Martial back, who has who has made a difference to them. Uh, there are no two ways about it. But you know, you're that's that you can't talk about Man United as the Man United that played last weekend that's going to turn up at Anfield because we know that. And look, as Beryl said, there's no, there's no, never a better time to be playing them. But unfortunately, this fixture and the historical. Uh, meaning of it and what it means to both clubs will mean it'll be a horrible tight affair which we will win I wouldn't I want nothing more than to see us win another three one four one five one and we're well capable of it but it, 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 if the longer they can keep us out it's to me it's all about an early goal to give them that twatting that uh, that Beryl talks about and I, I'm on board and I, I love it but I've just got a feeling this will be another one nil you know what I mean just because of the the history of the, of of the tie and everything that goes along with it. And, you know, we're sitting here today on Monday and my blood pressure is completely normal, but come the weekend, come Saturday, or come Sunday, it's United and, and you know what it's going to be, Dave. And and as much as I wanted to be four or five, four or five I, I think would, you know, that is key on a very early goal. I see us win that 1-0. Okay. Chief, I have a, a bit of a theory here. Help me. I'm going to come back to the Hendersons, particularly Hendersons' um, response to the the win on on Saturday evening. There, where he said that the performance was shite and it wasn't good enough. And apparently, after the Wolves game, um, we won one nil. Apparently, there was a meeting to say that the performance was nowhere near good enough. The players called a meeting, um, and we went out. I think it was Leicester after that, wasn't it? Yeah, and we were absolutely fucking amazing. Leicester and the ga- United, wasn't it? Back and then, as, yeah, as Beryl said, then Sheffield United, and we were absolutely fucking amazing the game. And to me, can I put in Dave very, uh-huh. very, very quickly? I don't know if any of you actually saw it, but Andy Robertson did a thing for Nike with ninety minute football, and he was talking about now, and, and it's something. You know, it's, it was a throwaway statement, but it, it, it stuck with me basically about he's now talking about the big games and rising to the big games. And this is a big game. I, and that's why I say, I don't think we're, lo- there's no way on this earth we're losing or drawing this. We're winning this game because this team will want to rectify the, the dropping of points at Old Trafford. That's why we win. But I just don't don't believe it's just be as comfortable as, as, as we would like it to be. Yeah, well, that that's a, that's, a fair point, and it again, Chief. It, it kind of feeds into this this theory that for me, we, we, for me, we kind of operate at the level that we need to operate to beat the opposition for whatever, whatever level the opposition happened to be at. That's but it. but for Leicester, for Leicester, we went probably two or three levels higher than we needed to, and I'm and I feel based on that very small amount of information that. <laughs> that I that I have I have cracked the code of what what makes Liverpool tick inside the the Anfield dressing room. Um, no, but my point is that 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 gave the players a like a, a shock to the system, and they went out and they they really ramped it up the next game. And could could the same thing be coming? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I can certainly uh, understand the logic there. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Henderson's comments, Henderson's comments are interesting, and um, for the players to 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 be calling meetings after nine, 17 victories in, in a row, or, or 
17 victories and, and one draw, whatever it was, by the time the Leicester, the Leicester game um, came around or, or the Wolves game before the Leicester game, that just shows you, you know, shows you the, the, the level that they are aspiring to and the standards that they set themselves. Um, I think, yeah, I, I, you know, I sort of agree with a little bit with, with everyone and, and disagree a little bit, obviously, therefore, with some some parts. But uh, I, I think, I agree with, with Dave, I think we're, we're definitely winning the game. Um, and I agree with Dave as well that I think the early goal is is key to the twatting that, um, that Birrell's talking about. But I can get on board with Birrell's twatting twatting as well because um, if we do get that early goal and like I, like I mentioned earlier if we'd have gotten the early goal against Spurs I think the same thing would have happened I think if you score inside a couple of minutes all bets are off because United will be looking to contain 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 and hit us on the counter attack and we we, we know uh, only too well that uh, if that plan goes out the window in minute one or minute five Ole hasn't got any any other tactics there's no there's no backup there there's no deep thought involved you know there might be a, a little you know effort and a he has to forfeit his, his solidity basically that's it. more early there and might that's, be that's a little effort to reshuffle or whatever but he, he he's blown out of the water if we score early and so would Mourinho have been I mean the difference with Mourinho is he was totally he, he would be totally set up to play that way anyway and he would just sit in and sit in and just keep it at 1-0 for that long, I don't think Ole's got the got the uh, the balls for that really, uh, and he certainly doesn't have the quality uh, there at his disposal to do that. So we score early. I think we can batter them. I think I agree with Dave Dunning as well. That the the gulf between the two sides has never been as great in terms of quality, in terms of capability, uh, in terms of ability. Uh, certainly not since well, there was a glimmer of it in thirteen fourteen, I suppose, with the with the the three penalties we got and we battered them 3-0, didn't we? Um, and that was pretty confident. Yeah. That was that was Moyes' last game, I believe, or one of his last games anyway. Um, but yeah, I think this, if this goes wrong, I mean, I want to touch a little bit on United's predicament at the moment because it's, it's quite amusing because they are, they're fabulously inconsistent and, 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 and remarkably predictable at the same time. Which is kind of bizarre, but um, they lose to all the teams you would expect them to lose to, in the sense of any team that uh, gives them the ball, and they um, they see, they seem to beat the teams that they want to have a go at them, or or they do better against the teams that, that want to have a go at them. And, and it was so that, obvious that they it was so obvious they were going to beat Norwich because of the way Norwich play. Absolutely, and at the same time, it was blindingly obvious that they were going to get dumped by Watford earlier in, uh, a couple of weeks ago unceremoniously um, and it, that's what makes it a little bit more interesting in the sense that um, we obviously yeah, we'll obviously have a lot of the ball and, and they'll be looking to hit us on the counter attack and if they are if they're absolutely on top of their game they could score against us um, but if we score early we 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 could we could hit them for a large number. It could be four. It could be five. Even three, and it could be. You, you worried about Martial at all? He he's been pretty good since he's come back. I've seen a couple of other games. He's the one that worries me much he's, more than Rashford he's their, would. He's their, for me, he's their best player. There's a lot of noise about Rashford, but for me, Rashford is 
so far, I, I, oh, average. Yeah, I, I, I think he's a flat track bully. Um, there, there, there's, I, I think. I don't see that he's average, but I, I think that he's a. At this point, he's, 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 he's young, of course, and he'd probably get better. He's a quite inconsistent. So I think what he is, he's a player in form, which is the one thing that you would be concerned guys, about. If, if I gave you the choice of... He's in form against, against the Norwich. Did, did you see ah. the game against... There's a game... Who was it? Who was it? Were, uh, yeah, but he, get, he gets one away against City. He gets one home against City. You know, he scores against us in the first game. You know, he does have a reputation for scoring in, in, in big games. He does. He does. And when, when, when he scores... <sighs> He scores when the team's playing well, though, doesn't he? He scores when things go right. He's he can he can be completely anonymous in games. If I give you a choice, if if you have to pick one one of the two to come to Liverpool, not whatever happened, just hypothetical nonsense. Marcia, I'm much better. No, I, no, I'm talking about the, the young lad Greenwood. Looks a prospect. That kid looks a prospect. I, I'd much rather if if I was a manager, I'd much rather take a punt in Greenwood than I would on 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 Rashford. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't really see it with, with with Rashford. I think there's a little bit too much hype around him. I think he's good, but I don't think he's he's top top class. I don't think he's he's world class. I don't think he's going to be world class. There's two. There's two well, things he's about quick. both. He is very, very quick, he's and very it's a quick. very and he can shoot against us uh, as well. But yeah, the, the the thing is, we could they they won't score against us. It's very it's very unlikely they score against us. It's very unlikely we give them we take our foot off the throat at at any point in that game. You, there's too much. There's the there's the fact that it's Manchester United. There's the fact that the the only team that, to take a point off us this season or points off us this season. It's the fact that it's at home. It's the fact that we're on a record run and we're we're in the business of setting records at the moment. This this team, they're world champions, they're European champions. They they want to be world record holders as well. They're they're currently record holders with the uh, best start to a season ever, ever. But uh, they they wanted to end there. They want to push it on. There's many many mitigating factors. The fact that United are pretty terrible away from home, pretty much across the board. Um, uh, there's the fact that there's a fact that Solskjaer hasn't been to Anfield yet either. No, and if we if we score early, it's going to be ugly for them. We could end up getting them sacked. You know, that's sort of what it's coming around to. I no, I'd really, near, I'd nearly rather have a one 0 win than that. I'd take a one 0 as well to save that. I know you would, but it's one of them. If it went four or five. Well, the rumor the rumor seems to be that Allegri's waiting in the wings to to take over. If 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 you believe what what's being touted in the media, I don't know, but um, I, you know, then you got all he being totally secure. Matter. It's, it's, but it's, he, regardless of what happens, it's going to take years to fix that club. And years. but but Dave, even even at that, there doesn't seem to be a great deal of budget being handed to him for January, which I doesn't would, bode well. I would like it if um, if if we got. Ole Sack, I wouldn't give a fuck. That their club is they're fuck. They're years away from anything, and they've had their time, and it'll take them take them another thirty years like us to come come around again. To any you know that that's how it goes. They, they won't just bounce back. It doesn't work like that. They're terribly run, terribly managed. 
from from boardroom level. From Neil, I think what, what what you're saying is their success was built in the class of '92. There is no class of 2022, and there nor will there be. So there's two things here, and the first thing is it's not going to be very long before you're going to have a one league in a decade. Yeah. It's only two or three years away from that now. The other thing on Rashford and Rashford, Rashford and Greenwood, Dave, is that I don't really know how good they are. Yeah. And the simple fact of the matter is, is because United are so shit. Do we even know who Mason Greenwood is if this is Ferguson's team 15 years ago? It's so hard no, to but tell. We wouldn't have known who Trent Alexander-Arnold was they, in the same way, you know? They're, so, they're, they're disparate. They're they're, they're disparate players, almost playing in, in a disparate team. Like Rashford, one week, what I'm saying, one week he looked good and he scored two, a couple of great goals. The next week he's totally anonymous. One week United will win. The next week they're fucking, they may as well not turn up. They're, they're, they're anomalies. They just score goals. They, they, they don't play well because United don't play well. So what can they do? How good are they? Where do they operate best? What is their actual all-round skill set do they develop their game who's coaching them and training are they just only not- ollie has the answers neil only ollie has the answers. So, well the thing is here ollie has no answers and hopefully come sunday he'll have no answers to I, you know i i hope that we get barrels twatting i hope we get an early goal because i love early goals i'm all about early goals yeah, I, 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 I love I, and I'm waiting for for uh, a certain uh, so-called journalist uh, called Duncan uh, to to implode and 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 try to find excuses for why we scored five or six goals against them. I, oh, I'm I'm I, I'm enjoying it already. Yeah, I I hope I beat I, I I hope we beat them four or five, and I hope there's something contentious about every single goal that's scored. I hope there's a that, throw that in glorious. that should have been them. Yep. I hope there's a, a corner that comes from an offside that if it was a goal, it would have been far and then it wasn't. I hope there's a penalty that shouldn't have been given. I hope they don't get a penalty that should have been given at nil-nil. I want all this shit to happen, honestly. I want handballs to be missed. I want everything. So, right, listen. So before we go, um, Dave, what's play the midfield game? Let's assume Fabinho's fit. Okay. Who's your three? Then it would be Fabinho and Aldem Henderson. Okay. And, and and did you did you see Fabinho in the media today, touting our our favourite subject on this podcast, Mbappe twenty twenty? Oh yes. He's very he's very welcome back to the squad. He's even more welcome with those comments. <laughs> but but seriously, Dave, that, that Tottenham game, uh, I'd said at the pre pod, it was the first game that Henderson had. Not probably his best ever game, and he and he struggled early hours. And it was the first time that we've sort of I've said to myself, "Oh, I wish Fabinho was in there." And that's that's how good we've been that we only actually missed him the basically the game before he's due to come back. Yeah, that's that's absolutely fair. Um, I think Henderson robbed twice, um, and those those high. Profile errors are always going to diminish. Very uncharacteristic for him. That's why. Yeah, they stand out. that's true. I think that. Yeah. Though, uh, also, those 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 high profile errors weigh disproportionately on on people's opinion of how well a player played. The same way. No, no. He, he 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 was excellent as the game went on, but he, he yeah. had a ropey start. Let's say. Yeah. 
Yeah, but what? Yeah, it, it's but what I mean is it's the same way you know someone bangs on into the top corner and they're man of the match, even though they may only be the tenth best player. And, and in let's the pitch. be honest, if, if you're if you're if you've the choice of the two, Fabinho's your six every time. I'm not throwing Henderson out of the side. You know, oh, 100, you're 100 percent right. You're 100 moving right. him aside. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. Um, and I'd I'd probably go along with you, um, Chief. Aye, the same, absolutely, uh, Fabinho. One Alden Henderson, full house barrel. Yeah, I I think so. Uh, um, if if we don't score early and and they sit deep and etc., then you know uh, someone like uh, Oxley Chamberlain, who, who played well in the first half, I I think uh, could 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 be an interesting choice. But uh, but I, I, I and I'm also not convinced that that he will start Fabinho. Um, in this game, but yeah, um, I I hope he can play, and and then yes, it's a full house. I would uh, choose the same midfield. Excellent. All right then. So that'll do us for this evening, or whatever time you're listening to this. Um, Dave, thanks for your company. As always, a pleasure. Lovely talking to you. Oh, thank you very much, sir. Beryl, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. Not at all, Chief. Pleasure as always. Absolutely. Never a chore. Cheers. Glorious. All right. And until after we give um, Manchester United, and I quote, an absolute twatting up the Adam Lallana lovely footballer race. <laughs>